SmackDown Live Review, 205 Live Review, I had uh, uploaded the audio and um, apparently it didn't come through. I'm not too sure if there was, uh, you know, just technical mishaps, but uh, I have to be a little more quiet with uh, bringing you guys uh, this recap and review of SmackDown Live. I'll get into 205 Live also if I can, but uh, please. Let's uh, bear with it and see if uh, this audio issue can work itself out. Alright, so, uh, started SmackDown Live, saw uh, the New Day come out, of course, celebrating Kofi Kingston's uh, championship win at WrestleMania. A very cool segment, they uh, came out, had a uh, little fun spot, Biggie uh, learned how to do a split, so that's... Uh, pretty awesome and shows that he's uh, flexible. We've always seen that he was fairly limber, but uh, you know it's you know, always uh, comical and you know just shows the athleticism. So uh, they had the very heartfelt promo. Everybody uh, felt it. It was very emotional because uh, you know this is like I've covered it already with the WrestleMania recap. If you go back and listen to it, it was you know a very emotional time for everyone in the building and watching around. So, either way, um, this brought out the bar, and, you know, they went the rain on the parade, and this led to the six-man tag, and, um, uh, you know, the bar, I think, right now, really getting, like, that good Baron Corbin heat from the crowd, I think, if, uh, utilized, you know, efficiently, then these guys can totally be like top hills in the co- or a top hill tag team in the company, and you know that's just a good look for them. And I mean, as far as you know, just being bad guys, quote unquote, uh, goes inside the storyline. So uh, it was a cool opening segment. They wanted to uh, uh, have a six-man tag and brought out Drew McIntyre. I thought that was really cool that uh, Drew McIntyre and the bar are getting together. There's potential for a real stable with those three. Like, it was everything that, uh, it was what we wanted to see when we saw the big show in some senses. Like, I think that, like I said, those three can be really, really good together. Um, so they set up a six-man tag later on in the evening for the main event. Ali, Ricochet, and Alistair Black went at it with, uh, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Andrade. Very cool six-man tag, not, you know, not anything crazy, crazy, but it did, you know, open up the show in ring, and uh, in a good fashion, it was fun match, cool spot with all three of them uh, rolling into the ring and doing, like, Alistair Black's Indian pose or Indian stance or, uh, or sitting Indian style, pardon me, but it was, it was a good match, uh, everybody got their moves in at the end, the, the black mask on the apron, it was great. It's just really good spots. These, they they're throwing them, uh, they're finishing maneuvers in like, uh, you know, having that mo- like just and the variation that they're doing it like Ray slot on his belly and different variation. I speak on every so often and you know having adding that to your offense is really really good. So um, it was it was a you know it was a fun six man tag. We saw Ali do the four fifty so. I guess he's not doing the 054 anymore. I'm not, you know, I don't know if it's like a distance thing or, you know, uh, you know, however it works. We know DB uh, had that 
a quick moment where he when when Ali landed on his head, it, it was uh, you know it was almost a quick scare. But it's uh, you know no more. I see Mr. Vincent not using the OPA for anymore, so that's all right. Whatever though. Um, but yeah, six man tag. We saw that Azelina Vega tried to interfere with Alistair, and that was when um, Ali was able to go for it, and pick up the one, two, three victory. Our truth Carmelo got a segment. It was cool. Uh, congratulated everyone. Our truth uh, said Carmelo <laughs> beat Andre the Giant as uh, you know just. Quick comedy. This eventually brought out, uh, or they talked about having the longest dance break. Well, the biggest dance break. Mm. It was a good spot, but Joe, Joe coming out. Joe, Joe looked uh, stronger. Our truth wasn't uh, wasn't gonna back down. It was a good, good little fight between those two. Coquina Clutch uh, got locked in, and you know, uh, you know, choke truth out, but that's fine because you know, whatever. U.S. title, U.S. champion made him look real strong. And this brings out, well, pardon me, when uh, Joe's, Joe's promo, very, very powerful, and this brought out Braun Strowman. I think that's a, just a real good uh, good rivalry for, for both men right now, which is, uh, you know, fighting each other. And, uh, you know, Joe right now, I would say, as a U.S. champion, is, you know, he's, he's, he's both men could pick up a win here. You know, and it'll make both of them look strong. And Braun, you know, he could be a good United States champion. I think it's a, a I say he, I wouldn't say it's about time, but it's because it, it's not up to me. But I think it, like I said, it serves to, to be a pretty entertaining matchup. I'll call me iconic. It's one of the tag team champions, and you know they uh get to the ring, cut their promo. And uh, they're ready to take on uh, pretty much any and all comers, is what they're saying. So uh, they uh, got local competition and uh, undefeated uh, female tag team from Brooklyn. And they were able to, uh, you know, get the opportunity on SmackDown Live after Mania, you know, when that spot could have went to anybody. So it was a good look. And, you know, they had the match. Billy K. Payton Royce, you know, looked good going at it. And, you know, it was a you know, fair match, picked up the victory, and, you know, they're uh, moving forward to uh, see what happens. Paige was backstage uh, being interviewed by lovely K- Kayla Braxton, and she said, uh, and Paige says she uh, has a tag team on the horizon. I think uh, now at this point it's uh, pretty obvious that it's going to be uh, the, what would they call that, the Romania weekend? The Sky Pirates, I think it was uh, uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, so that that could be who's coming up. So with me like next year being like a pirate theme mania, these guys, they, these women can come up, and I think this will really like get the tag women's tag team division like you know going. Pretty sure by the time we get to mania, we'll be really really excited about what's going on with the women's tag team division and itself. So uh, you know, good segment. I liked it. Shane McMahon came out best in the world. Now, when I did the uh, audio earlier, it was perfect. Uh, well, at least I liked it a lot. The way I did it, it was great. But I can't be too loud now. And, you know, I gotta watch my volume. So, uh, you know, I, you know, he uh, had Greg Hamilton do it after he cut the promo about winning at WrestleMania against the Miz and. 
you know, they, it was, uh, you know, took one to the stage, told him to do it right. I think it was just continuing to solidify Shane McMahon as a heel, you know, and we'll just uh, continue to see how the match goes. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. I, well, maybe I, I think that, pardon me, I'm, I'm trying to get my thoughts together when it comes to the best in the world trophy and future WWE events. I had uh, an idea about it uh, when I uploaded the audio initially, and I thought it was a pretty good idea, but uh, it, it slips my mind now. So, we'll just uh, get on into the next segment, but the best in the world uh, told to the WWE Universe and, you know, had his moment with Greg Hamilton, but I don't know, like, I, I think that's some that's something that we could definitely uh, try to get into regarding that uh, promo segment with Shane. It was uh, calling the best in the world thing, I think, is almost attracting the CM Punk chance, and I'm not really one that likes to, you know, distract the show like that with those type of chants. I mean, people could do what they want, and Shane and Man had a great moment when they did it the first time. He said, please, you know, just to brush it off, it's not often, you know, that you know, the, the the superstars are able to, you know, breeze right past, you know, the distraction chance like CM Punk and whatever else. But it's the SmackDown after me and here's a raucous crowd and Shane handled it just like we all knew he would. Alright, so, uh, the, you know, WWE and the Authority have given a lot of the uh, WWE Universe exactly what they asked for. You know, they got... And Kofi winning the WWE Championship, Seth Rollins winning the Universal Championship, Becky Lynch winning uh, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships, and then they wanted to see the Hardys versus the Usos. The WWE Universe was uh, clamoring for it, and they uh, they end up getting that treat on SmackDown Live. So it was uh, I respect that idea, and I'm glad that they were able to have the tag team match. The Usos, I mean, the Hardys were able to pick up the victory off, you know, Twisted Fate into the Swanton Bomb. It was a great uh, moment from uh, a great spot with the splash from uh, one of the Usos. He angled himself in the air and uh, came down with great landing. And it was really, really nice the way uh, he was able to do that. Uh, Jeff Hardy kicked out it too. And, like I said, they went into the Twisted Fate Swanton Bomb spot after the Usos missed the double loose, the double splash off the top rope. So the Hardys won, and while they were celebrating this, brought out Lars Sullivan, and it was a, uh, you know, like, you know, cool moment. Appreciate the Hardys for, you know, uh, you know, do, doing the job for them or whatever, but it was a uh, great spot, I think, uh, Lars Sullivan hit the cool freak accident as his finishing maneuver on both of them, and I think he did the diving headbutt and, you know, headed backstage, but, you know, we'll see how uh, the Hardys going to feel about that in the coming weeks. But it was a good moment for everybody. Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans uh, got into it. Uh, well, Becky Lynch came out, uh, you know, and cut a promo. It was uh, basically the same thing as well. Lacey came out, but... This time when she uh, hit Becky, Becky didn't get back up, but uh, it definitely serves as, you know, a great rivalry. You can see how WWE is using the lady and using, you know, the whole man gimmick. So it's just a, you know, a fun take and on how uh, 
you know, certain things could play out. It's compelling. It's a good first rivalry, I think, for for Becky Lynch. You know, it's, it's fresh. They said they would get new faces and new talent and new matches and such like that. And that's what's being delivered, I think. So with that, um, I, I, I like that segment. All right, so then off to the main event. Drew McIntyre and the bar taking on the New Day in the six-man tag match. They had a good match. It was a, you know, it was a match. It was... Uh, a couple of commercials in between, but uh, ultimately you would think that Drew McIntyre, because he was brought over uh, to the brand with the Superstar Shakeup coming up and stuff like that, he would, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you don't, you, you think that he was going to come through with the, and get the victory, you know, if we're, you know, trying to predict how, uh, you know, the matches could end out, because, you know, Drew McIntyre is the fresh face, he was the one that was, that's been looking strong for a while, you know, and, you know, it was, you know, we don't want to make the championship look weak, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, it, who knows what could happen, but, the way, oh, Sandy Zane came out at the beginning of the match, said, uh, you're not worth it, you know, like, man, I guess he was talking to the crowd, he, but at least he got some TV time, you know, and, you know, like I said, the match was cool, it eventually ended up with, uh, Kofi Kingston hitting the finishing maneuver on Sheamus and uh, picking up the victory and celebrating in the ring with his family. So it was a, all in all, good smackdown. I have fun with that. Uh, 205 Live started out with uh, Gentleman Jack. Yeah, it started out with Gentleman Jack Gallagher uh, taking on Umberto Carrillo. Uh, I didn't know how uh, the you know, how the show's transitioned and I was able to see that I switched over to the WWE Network directly after SmackDown and you could see the video package playing out from WrestleMania. I thought that was just, you know, a cool cool thing for me to learn. I thought that was nice, but I'm, you know, still learning and uh, growing in this. So, uh, either way, um, uh, Drew Gallagher uh, took on Alberto Carrillo. Uh, Drew Gulak was on commentary. And, you know, Gentleman Jack and, uh, what was it, Umberto had a, you know, cool match, had a banger match. You see Umberto, I was, I've been, you know, watching and trying to see how he, he would evolve with the product and such like that. And he's been doing very well. Like, he's uh, more of the, you know, aerial-based offense. And I, I, I can understand, you know, you would think that he would be more of a striker, but he's not like that. He can, but... You know, he's a, like I said, he's more of a, a guy that takes to the skies. So, uh, Drew Gulak was on commentary. He wasn't feeling that. He was trying to tell him why, you know, the idea is, you know, you, you, know, you don't have, you want, it would be better to, you know, do the map based technique thing. And I can, I see where both of them are coming from. And uh, eventually, Drew Gulak lost his temper. And, um, you know, when uh, Umberto was heading up top, pushed him back down into the ring. And, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, DQ, Umberto wins, and, man, you know, and, and interrupted a good match, but uh, when he was going to beat him up, Gentleman Jack pulled his fist back and said, nah, don't hit him, you know, this has been uh, slightly building for a while, you know, we, you didn't really see Gentleman Jack doing that, but then you could see how the true gentleman, you know, showed through, so... It was a uh, it was a good match and it leads into some really cool storyline I'm sure. Uh, Cedric Alexander uh, was backstage with General Manager Drake Maverick and uh, 
it, well, he got back there and uh, he, the GM was already in a meeting with Oni Morgan, but uh, Cedric Alexander, because he was upset about how that match went, he uh, wanted his rematch. And apparently this happened, but Oni Morgan just wants to, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we've seen how it went. We're going to have the match next week, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a respectable matchup. I think they're both at one and one, so we're going to see who's going to be able to pick up that victory. In the main event, Tony Nese took on Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, they had the matchup on the kickoff show, but, uh, you know, even though uh, the rematch closes the thing in the past, sometimes matches like that, you know, they didn't get uh, that much time to, you know, have their match. But uh, they were able to get plenty of it on 205 Live. So it was a great main event. They went at it. I respected it a lot. I enjoyed the match. It was very heavy spots. You you could uh, see it was so many big moments. Two of the big spots was uh, uh, me outside on the apron. Buddy Murphy hit Tony Nese with it. Tony Nese did like a, a almost uh, a sideways backflip falling off. It was a great spot, the super back body drop from Tony Nese to Buddy Murphy with, uh, uh, you know, to, to the announce table, the spool of his back hit the announce table, it looked like it was, you know, very painful for him, uh, uh, getting back in the ring right before the 10 count was a great moment, you know, uh, in the earlier edition when I tried to upload the audio the first time I spoke on Triple H and Batista and how they were like the second, uh, the second, you know, duo, I guess the team, not team, but, you know, in the match that they had at Mania, they were able to break the announce table with the hood still on top, I'd only seen that with Noah Dar and Tony Nese, but, you know, that was just a small thing that I peeped, but it was real cool, and, um, like I said, uh, great, great moment with Buddy Murphy running right back in the ring just in time before the count of 10, it's not often, you know, it gets to, you know, we get to see that, but, you know, it, it like we see it, but it's always it's, the timing. It always feels like, uh, but it, this time around, Buddy Murphy got back in at the perfect time. It was just a good spot in the match. It continued to add to the story, and um, you know, uh, Tony Nese eventually was well. He kicked out of Murphy's law and then was able to uh, hit the running knees in the corner and then hit a jumping running knees, and that was how he was able to pick up the victory. So, fun match. I enjoyed uh, every bit of it. I thought both men looked strong. Tony Nese turned out to be the better man that night. And, you know, the Cruiserweight Championship is looking stronger than ever right now. So as we continue to grow and build, you know, I, I anticipate, you know, the shows in the weeks to come. So with that, that was Raw. I mean, excuse me, that was SmackDown. That was 205 Live. So we're going to make the change. So we're going to make changes around uh, WrestleMania season. And, you know, here we go. So with that. I will catch you guys next time. Uh, hope to be able to be a little bit more louder, um, uh, you know, a little more audible. But either way, I'll holler at y'all uh, next week for more. Peace.